0: Hello, I'm Dave Peach, and this is the Crawfordsville Peach Cast, sponsored by Tri County Bank, your community bank since 1892. See them in person or at TriCountyBank.net. Tri County Bank, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Welcome to the Crawfordsville Peach Cast. I am Dave Peach. We are sponsored by Tri County Bank. Your community bank since 1892, Tri County Bank, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. Please remember new episodes every Thursday. Like, subscribe, and download the Crawfordsville Peach Cast. It is fair time. I know many county fairs in Indiana have already taken place or are taking place right now. The Montgomery County 4 H Fair will commence on, I, I say that a lot, will commence on july the 15th our special guest this week will be abby morgan and she is the 4-h youth educator here in montgomery county for the purdue extension office so hey let's educate we're going to talk about elephant ears and actually we're going to talk about both elephant ears let's go to gardening knowledge i'm sorry gardening know-how gardening know elephant ears a bold tropical plant Reminiscent of, you guessed it, Elephant Ears. Uh, Background plant, ground cover or edging, especially around ponds, heavy walkways or patio enclosures. Those are, I guess, maybe the original Elephant Ears. And if you go to gmpopcorn.com, they kind of equate Elephant Ears or call them uh, fried dough. And did you know that fried cakes have been around for thousands of years, in fact, uh, they they say Egypt had fried cakes anywhere between 8,000 to 5,500 BC. How do they know that? Do they go back in time and and observe what they're what they're making on their whatever apparatuses they have back then? I, I don't know. Uh, but we fast forward to the Pennsylvania Dutch in colonial USA, 17th century, and they invented the funnel cake, which is a very close uh, relative to the elephant ear. Okay, that, that was funnel cakes. Now, elephant ears actually come from fry bread, which was invented by the Navajo tribe in the southwestern part of the U.S. in 1864. Today, midways from coast to coast and probably all around the world serve elephant ears, powdered sugar, cinnamon, fruit, all kinds of toppings. And I think I am ready for an elephant ear. And if you're nice, maybe, maybe I'll share just a little. Coming up, Abby Morgan from the Purdue Extension Office here in Montgomery County, talking about the Montgomery County 4-H pair on the Crawfordsville Peach Cast, presented by Tri-County Bank. Dreaming about your next vacation? Maybe about
1: a major family event. Or maybe something very unexciting, such as home repairs. This is Chuck Dixon, President and CEO of Tri-County Bank. Stop dreaming and come to Tri-County Bank to apply for our Dream Green home equity line of credit. In days, your dreams can become your reality. Tri-County Bank, member FDIC, equal
0: housing lender. with Abby Morgan, 4-H Youth Educator, and we are getting set for the Montgomery County 4-H Fair coming July 15th through the 21st. Abby, we welcome you to the air. Thank you. Once again, we are previewing the Montgomery County 4-H Fair. I know this is the culmination of a lot of work by the 4-Hers.
1: Yeah, so the way we look at our fair and approach our fair is it's really a showcase and a highlight of what our youth have learned um, throughout the last 4-H program years. So they enroll in 4-H starting October 1st. And so um, 4-H is a year-round program. And so, really, this is the culmination event. It. So, it's a highlighting and showcasing what our youth have learned.
0: How many youth are in 4-H.
1: So we actually have 616 youth and that's kids in grades K through 12. They're participating in a variety of different um, experiences throughout the 4-H program, different projects, different trips, different um, leadership teams. Um, And so that's kind of the beauty of the 4-H program is there's something for everybody and you can really tailor your 4-H experience to things that the youth are passionate about.
0: Now 4-H is not only for ag. What Give us a percentage as far as the you know the projects and things that are that are related to ag and, and that are not
1: yeah and so we offer over 50 different types of projects and that includes our livestock animals which most people know us for but there's other projects too um that are really popular actually our most popular projects that you see showcased throughout the buildings are our arts and crafts projects we have five different types of arts and crafts projects um, and also photography those are probably our two biggest projects um, and you see a lot of creativity in those as well we have lots of kids that participate in the foods project and sewing and fashion review um, and we have um, some really cool garden exhibits as well so um, just a wide uh, breadth and depth of experiences for our youth not only just in our projects but also in the other opportunities that they can pursue and are part of throughout the year
0: as we look at the 10-year uh, 4-h members and we we look at them and we see that they are involved in 4-h but so many other activities i mean we've got tennis players we've got uh, Uh, contestants in uh, strawberry festival pageants and you know i'm sure we've got uh, straight a students here Mm -hmm. among the 10-year members
1: yeah. So we love highlighting our tenure members. And just for anyone that isn't aware of how that works is um, we offer mini 4-H for kids that are in grades kindergarten, first and second grade. Um, it's a free program. It's really just a stepping stone into what we call regular 4 age So regular 4 age starts in grades and uh, starts in third grade and they can participate all the way up until they're a 12th grader. So they are completing their senior year. And so when we talk about our tenure members, what we mean is that they started 4-H in their third grade year and they have continued to participate in 4-H every single year um, and this is their last year so um, we really want to highlight them we know that to participate in anything for that length of time especially in those ages with so many things that they can participate in um, is really an accomplishment and so we want to highlight them um, so you'll see us uh, showcase them with um, some really great banners that are sponsored by farm our local Farm Bureau um, throughout our arena and our buildings you'll see us them on our sh- 4-H fair programs, you're going to see them highlighted in the newspaper, you're going to see them highlighted here on the radio and also in our awards program. So it's really a great accomplishment. And um, kind of like Dave alluded to, these youth are, they're not just participating in 4-H, they're participating in so many other things. They have jobs, they're in sports, they're in other extracurricular activities. And um, so we're just super, super proud of them.
0: And I'm sure if you track their progress years to come they're graduating from college they're working they're accomplishing uh, many things as citizens
1: yeah exactly and so that's one of the the goals of the 4-h program is um, we have that piece that civic engagement piece and so part of that is learning the importance of giving back to your community whether that's your time your money your talents whatever that is um, And i think that we're going to see these youth no matter where they go they're going to know the importance of giving back to their community in those various aspects
0: How do the kids get involved in 4-H? I know it's very easy. You don't have to be a 10-year h -er. You can join any time. You want to encourage people, uh, students that aren't necessarily connected to the ag community to join 4-H.
1: Yeah, so you can join 4-H at any point in time in that, like I said, kindergarten all the way up through 12th grade year. So if you have a... Uh, youth that is going to be a senior next year, it's not too late. Even if they did that one year in 4 age, there's still so many different experiences that they can take part of. Um, many of these uh, tenure members I'm looking at, they're involved in um, different leadership teams that we have, but they're also um, very specific in you know what experiences they pursue. They're pursuing ones that they're passionate about. So A lot of times what we see is youth that get started earlier, they take a variety of projects and um, experiences and they narrow it down based off things that they're passionate about. Um, and so what I would encourage is if you have a youth that has a specific interest in something, contact the extension office. I know that we will have some sort of um, experience for them to take part in or a project that they may be interested in. Um, and also, if you just have general questions about the 4-H program, it can be a little overwhelming at first um, for our new 4-H families. I mean, I was a first generation 4-ager. None of my family had ever done 4-H before. And I so I completely understand how overwhelming it can be at first but that's why we're here as a resource for you we have lots of great adult volunteers um, that are also um, passionate about youth finding their place in our community
0: and the montgomery county 4-h Fair kind of kicks off on saturday july 9th with the uh, queen Contest and that is at the 4 H building.
1: Yes, and so that is going to be Saturday, July 9th at 8 p.m. That kicks off our fair as our queen contest, selecting our court for this upcoming year. We have some pre fair stuff that week that is more specific to our 4 Hers and things that they need to know about, Uh, but we really kick it off and open it up to the community starting on Friday, July 15th. And so um, we would encourage you, if you've not already, um, follow our Montgomery County 4 H Facebook page. We have our fair program posted there. It's posted on the Purdue Extension Montgomery County website. We have brochures here in the extension office. Information has been uh, published in the newspapers, and we have um, flyers and brochures throughout town. But you're more than welcome to stop into the extension office and pick up a fair brochure.
0: And we look at uh, Friday's uh, activity. You've got the food auction at six o'clock. This is uh, always fun. It's it's yes. it's very interesting to see the foods and how they are how they are. Uh, auction or how they've on.
1: Yeah. And it's going to be super interesting this year because our foods exhibit requirements change. And so it's actually um, allowed our foragers to have more creativity and flexibility in the things that they're making and preparing. And so if you, everyone is welcome to come out to the foods auction and how our forage youth um, kind of qualify, I guess you could say for the forage foods auction is um, when they're, their exhibits are judged. Um, they are given a blue, um, blue star blue honor. And so it means that they were in the running for a champion or grand champion Are selected for state fair, and so those are eligible to participate in our 4 H foods auction. So they can auction off either the food item, or if it's not like if it's a casserole or something, so that's one thing that they can exhibit now this year, then that's not something we want to auction off because it's um, already been prepared and that kind of thing. And so we'll auction off the um, recipe card for it. And the same thing with our food preservation items some of our items we can um, auction off, and others we can auction off the recipe card that goes with it. And last year we had a great turnout for this event and so we're hopeful um, that we'll have even more people come and participate and be a bidder um, for our food auction that money goes back to our foragers and then a percentage of that also goes back to the 4-H program um, to help grow our program.
0: Now the 4-H auction has changed a bit Uh, it used to be the animals were in the barn and were Mm -hmm. auctioned Explain what what uh, I think started during covid and now it's kind of progressed to twenty twenty two.
1: Yes. So we're doing we call it a premium only auction so the the animals will not the animals will still technically be sold in a way they can't be exhibited at the state fair or anything like that um but our foragers um that money goes to our foragers and it helps them you know with their projects for next year or reimburse them for expenses they had this year a lot of them put it towards a some sort of college or uh, fund um and so we will have our livestock auction um on uh thursday july 21st um, at 6 30 in the uh, 4-h building and so we're always looking for more bidders and so our youth will be up there and they'll be auctioning off um, their you know let's say it's a pig and they'll say it's breed and it's ear notch and that kind of thing and they'll talk about the forager and so we will have people bid on those animals and so um the animals would be would be going home with the forager um they wouldn't be eligible to be shown uh, but we also have some trucks um available where the the kids can sell their animals if they don't have a, a market to take them home to um and that or take them to and that's just mainly because we don't have a um an, a buyer for that large amount of uh, animals that we have to send off so we have some other individual people locally that we can send our animals to. And so um, the animals will still be sold, and the, the money still goes back to our foragers. Um, it just looks a little bit different than what it traditionally has.
0: And the uh, the you look at the entertainment uh, for the fair this year, very impressive. you got Steve Trent and Small Town. you got Casey Burton, also a Cornfield Mafia. You've got Cook and Bell. I, I love them. And, of course, Dance by Deborah.
1: Mm-hmm for anyone that doesn't know our 4-H fair is put on by mo- volunteers um, and so we have a uh, 77 I think 4-H volunteers um, within our 4-H program but we have a small board um, a 4-H incorporated board that work really hard each year to put together this great community event and so within that board we have our fair lot rental and special events committee and they're they're the ones that are in charge of finding the different entertainment and acts to come in throughout the fair and so we really wanted to focus on local acts local entertainment um, this year to highlight them our community has a lot of great talent and so we want to showcase that too and so we want to invite everyone out to come to these um, various concerts that we have every single night Um, we have a state we're gonna have a stage out here um, at the fairgrounds and you're welcome to bring your lawn chair and sit out and enjoy some free music
0: and a little bit about the open class i i know that's something that that you know it's it's open to everybody and all ages.
1: Yeah. So, open class is put on by our extension homemakers. So it's different from four age. They have um, the brochures for that are here in the extension office. I think some information has been published in the newspaper as well. Um, but they have some different categories that you can. Um, uh, put in projects for I guess you could say um, But it's for all ages um, there is a fee associated with that and in that brochure It has the different categories that you can compete in um, and so we want to um, grow that as well uh, again separate from for age uh, But we still want to see a lot of participation in that and so any age is it's eligible to participate um, I would encourage you to stop by the extension office and uh, pick up the brochure that has all the different categories you can um, Exhibit in it has information about registration registration registration, the fee, um, and that kind of thing.
0: And what are you looking forward to the most as far as the fair?
1: Oh, what I look forward to the most every year, there's a few different things. One, it's mainly just seeing, um, I call them my kids, my four-agers, and so I look forward to seeing everything that they have learned, and it's the one time I get to see them all in one place at one time. And so, um, and I'm uh, help with a few of the different Um, teen teams that we have. And so I get to see them a lot during the fair. And so it's really just fun to hang out with them and and see how excited they are about um, how well their projects have done and what they have learned. Um, Our junior leaders have a food stand in the arena. So I encourage you to visit that. And so I love hanging out with our junior leaders. Um, It's a very special group of kids. Um, And I also always look forward to our office participates in the Grease Watermelon Contest. And so uh, that's just super fun to get out there with the kids and have a good time and be a kid myself again um, and then our awards program on Tuesday evening um, that's always a great time we honor our youth but we also honor our volunteers too like I said this program wouldn't be what it is without our 4 age volunteers um, and so it's a great time to honor them too and all their accomplishments too.
0: Abby proud Purdue grad Somehow you're a Florida football fan. Have I you am. have you thought about renouncing the Florida football and going Never. to Never. I don't
1: think my dad would be very happy <laughs> with me if I gave up being a Florida Gator football fan or well, just athletic fan in general.
0: That is uh, that is uh, very interesting, very yes. interesting. But uh, but uh, hold to your values there. And uh, we indeed uh, always uh, count it a privilege to talk to you. And uh, we look forward to the fair, the Queen Contest on July 9th and the fair itself starting on Friday, July 15th. Thank you. That is Abby Morgan, 4-H Youth Educator, here at the Purdue Extension Office in Montgomery County. Getting ready for the fair, July 15th through the 21st here in Montgomery County. Crawfordsville Peachcast, Segment 3 today. We talk about the Indiana State Fair going on July 29th through August 21st. Let's take a look at the brochure, and you are welcomed the Indiana State Fair by the governor of Indiana, Eric Holcomb, the first lady, Janet Holcomb, and the first dog, Henry. They all welcome you to the 2022 Indiana State Fair. The uh, fair, as we said, going on from July 29th through August 21st. They've got a spectacular midway. It is awesome to walk through. We've been there last few years. They've got the Hoosier Lottery free stage, including bands like Kansas, Shaka Khan, Travis Tritt. They've got some tribute acts. We'll go over those. They've got uh, Casey in the Sunshine Band, uh, Carly Pierce, a gospel music festival featuring Fred Hammond and Company. They've got Vixen and Autograph, Trace Atkins. Oh, got to love Trace. That good. He's got the good voice. And let's take a look at those uh, Zach Williams as well. Let's take a look at some of these tribute artists. I love these. Gone to Paradise, that's a Jimmy Buffett tribute. They've got Two Fighters, a Foo Fighters tribute. I think you probably got that one. And Small Town, which is a Mellencamp tribute. John Mellencamp with a tribute artist. That is cool. Hot Air Balloon Night Globe, Hot Air Air Balloon Race. The uh, Balloon Glow is July 29th. The Balloon Race, July 30th. The Tractor Pull on Saturday, July 30th. Band Day. We have a local band participating in that from Montgomery County, Montgomery County United. That'll be Friday, August the 5th. Cheerleading competition on Saturday, August 6th. They've got Harness Racing on August 10th and 11th. Rodeo comes to town on August 18th and 19th. And they've got the Demolition Derby. Oh yes, August 20th and 21st. A lot of everyday fair fun activities, including Animal Town. They've got art exhibits and demonstrations. They've got the Cheese Sculpture, Children's Barnyard. They've got the Flying Fools High Dive Show, the Indiana History Train, Indiana Grown Marketplace. Yeah, you get some great, great items there. Mighty Mike Strongman performance. That will be at 1, 30, and 6 o'clock on Main Street. Party with the Animals and the Wonder Trail. Start your journey at the nearest information booth presented by Prairie Farms and take the Wonder Trail. Should be a lot of fun. The Indiana State Fair, July 29th through August 21st. That is the Crawfordsville Peach Cast for this week i'm dave peach join us every thursday for a new episode on apple or spotify please like subscribe and download the crawfordsville peach cast and again we thank abby morgan our guest from the purdue extension office here in montgomery county on the crawfordsville peach (music) cast Thanks for listening to the Crawfordsville Peach Cast, sponsored by Tri-County Bank, your community bank since 1892. Tri-County Bank, member FDIC and equal housing lender. I'm Dave Peach. Join us every Thursday for a new episode on Apple or Spotify. Please like, subscribe and download the Crawfordsville Peachcast. This podcast was produced and edited by Up There Media and is a presentation of Fork Broadcasting Digital.